Hello, uh, listeners. Um, this is Sis and You, a forum where we explore issues and meet people in order to help you make a difference here in our community. I'm your first Wednesday of the month host, Dan Jurdy, a Mendocino County Supervisor. On the third Wednesday of the month, your host is Ukiah Mayor and Councilmember Marty Roden. Today, we learn about jobs in the economy in Mendocino County with a conversation with a leader of a longtime nonprofit that focuses on economic development. In fact, the work of this nonprofit is seen as so valuable that the county government recently designated this group as the official representative of our county with state and federal agencies that give out grants for economic development. That group is West Business Development Center, and today's guest is the executive director of West, Marianne Petrio. Marianne, can you tell us a little bit about West Center and about yourself? Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it. And I really am excited to be here and talk about this topic. Um, so I have been uh, executive director of West Center uh, since 2017. Um, my background is in uh, private sector. I, I worked for Cisco Systems in their corporate social responsibility arena for many years, as well as in marketing and communications. Um, the reason I highlight that is because uh, corporate Social responsibility is that intersection between business and um, providing services and well-being to the communities in which the uh, corporation serves. So uh, I was very honored to be on the board of West many years ago. And uh, when my predecessor, Pamela Patterson, retired, uh, I applied for this position because I really wanted to live and work in the community in which I serve. Um, it's been an honor to be in this position over the last six years, and clearly um, the organization, as well as our whole community and county, has changed over time. Um, the origin story for West is really uh, in the early, in the late 80s, um, Sheila Rogers and a group of women um, from Ukiah specifically, uh, really focused on the women's empowerment movement and how to move women out of poverty through entrepreneurship. And uh, with that, the first iteration of West Center was begun. Um, and they became a women's business center. And um, something to note is we just celebrated our 35th anniversary as a women's business center. Um, and I had the honor to go to Washington, DC and uh, highlight the fact that our county of Mendocino was one of the first women's business centers in the nation and we are one of only two that are still surviving today 35 years later so that was a really uh, nice tribute to uh, the resiliency of our community and the dedication uh, of, and support that mendocino has shown for its entrepreneurs um, but of course since that time and especially over the last six years that that i've been in this position we've seen many changes in the economy in our county with our residents. Uh, and um, we strive at West Center to be relevant for the times in which we are serving our um, entrepreneurs. We have in the 90s, of course, expanded to not be just solely about women entrepreneurs, but we are also a small business development center. Both of these federal funding sources allow us to provide what we call technical assistance. This is free one-on-one -on -one confidential counseling for all businesses uh, with 100 employees or less. 
and also to provide training programs, again, in support of our entrepreneurs, because entrepreneurship is really one of the core tenets of a good, strong economy, uh, no matter where you live. That's a little in the background. Okay. And Marianne, in, in that, um, and we will go get into this later, you're, you have a team of, of people who are experts at different aspects of business. And so um, depending on the needs of any particular startup or existing business, they would um, explain what their needs are, and then you would partner them with the the right financial advisor or, or planner even, who could help them with um, moving their business to the next level. Exactly. Uh, the way we're structured um, is uh, a emerging entrepreneur or an existing entrepreneur, somebody who owns a business. We have everybody from, you know, one year in business to 35 and 40 years in business come to us for different reasons. And you're exactly right. Um, you know, over the years, especially uh, recently, you know, business has become much more complex. Uh, it's not just a matter of, you know, opening your storefront and, you know, stocking the shelves and calling it a day. Uh, HR laws have become very um, difficult to manage and understand. Um, just acqui uh, acquiring uh, customer acquisition is huge. I mean, once social media became the marketing tool of choice, there's all sorts of technical nuances that a business owner needs to learn. Um, capital uh, infusion and being able to access capital has always been a challenge for every business. And so we continue the core tenant of our work is to build financial capacity for our entrepreneurs so that they could be as successful as possible and get the capital that they need to expand their businesses. So the way we have structured our organization is we have some core generalists, which deal with our entrepreneurs about you know, basic foundational business principles. And then we have a whole array of advisors that we contract with who are specialists in their fields. As I mentioned, HR, loan acquisition, uh, it could be SEO, it could be social media, e-commerce, any number of things that really um, help to make the business as successful as it possibly can be in the environment in which it works. Got it. So this one-on-one -on -one business consultation between West, a nonprofit, and and various entrepreneurs or existing businesses, um, that's that's one of the core functions of of West, and and it's been there for years. And more recently, you've you've um, through partnerships with the county and and others, you've expanded the role of of West. And before we go too far into those. I, I thought it might be helpful if we kind of um, start off with a, a recent, very recent um, success story um, in that new partnership with the county and other government agencies. And and that would be the grant that, that you worked with the Noyo Harbor District to secure for new infrastructure down at Noyo Harbor. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. We're, we're really proud of that um, being awarded the $3.2 million uh, for the Noyo Harbor District. Um, West Center worked closely with Anna Newman, who is the Harbor Master uh, of that district. Uh, they were in need of an ice house. Uh, that one of the many things uh, in their um, community sustainability plan was highlighted was the important need 
for a new uh, functioning ice house. And we had been working very closely through our, our grant with, um, with the county. We've been working very closely with uh, GoBiz, uh, the uh, office, Gavin Newsom's office uh, on entrepreneurship and the SURF program. And we learned early on that um, this group was going to launch a implementation uh, pilot grant. And um, we approached Anna and thought, you know, with her community sustainability plan outlined and with the work that we have been doing around trying to not only uh, uh, develop uh, industry specific training programs, but one of the things that West has been trying to do is to seek out ways to help our entrepreneurs secure revenue coming in. We sat down with Anna um, and we, we devised the grant and the grant is really designed in three parts. First and foremost, of course, is the ice house and the development of it and securing that um, in the, in the Noya Harbor. The second part is of course, marine based training uh, program to help every, think of commercial uh, fishing vessels. Every one of those is a small business essentially. And so, you know, while it's a very unique industry, it does have to, you know, suffers from some of the challenges that all businesses suffer from. Uh, customer acquisition is the least, there's many things. And so how do we help them? What kinds of programs could we design for that specific industry? So it's a, it's going to be a pretty extensive, unique training program. And then the third part is the community fish market. Um, Anna and um, the New York Harbor District uh, started to initiate a community um, fish market. I think it was about a year ago. Uh, you know, and like things that are piloted, it was small and community-based and focused. What we'd like to do and what the grant will allow us to do is to secure additional funding to really make that uh, a very vibrant um, uh, community marketplace that also will work as an incubator so that the work that we do in terms of training uh, commercial fishing vessels kind of on sales and uh, marketing could be tracked and reviewed and uh, tested in this community fish market. So we do have a grand plan for it. The exciting thing about that is that we now have both the time and the money to work with the community to design something that is really focused on benefiting the community as a whole. Um, and, you know, all of this really came from the origins of both the blue economy that has been um, building in our whole Fort Bragg and coastal Mendocino region, um, as well as, of course, the ability of having the contract with the County of Mendocino that allowed us to do and really dive into to, uh, securing grants like this. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the city of Fort Bragg and, and the leadership they've shown to try to bring attention to the possibilities for a blue new economy on the on the Mendocino coast, um, including Noya Harbor, even though the harbor is largely in the county just outside the city. And uh, you know, it, I, to me, this is a perfect example of where you had two energetic organizations, West and the leadership at the Harbor District, um, in concert with the city, and and 
then seizing on a funding opportunity to implement something that, you know, was in a plan and could have just sat on a shelf, but instead, because the the um, the energy of the people involved, they didn't say, well, okay, we'll just let it sit there. Well, let's go out and find funding for this. And and I think part of the key was the county designating West Center as the county's official representative um, for seeking a number of grants. Um, so is there more that you wanted to talk about that particular project or just maybe kind of a lesson learned um, for other projects that have been funded or could be funded in the county based on um, you know what worked on this in this example? Well, I, I want to highlight too that we were one of only eight that were awarded um, the funds from this uh, grant pool. Uh, so that's pretty significant. And I, uh, I probably would also like to share just some insights about um, grant writing, you know, for sometimes for folks who are outside of that, that work, you know, they think, oh, well, it's just all about, you know, sitting down and writing the proposal. And once you get into this work, every grant is different. Every grant requires slightly different things. But the basic foundation of um, success, I believe, is having a plan. So even that that sustainability plan that um, Anna and the commission developed, even though that was developed in 2019, that was so essential because you had something in your grant to, to showcase that the community has already been thinking about these things and grant funders really like to see that. And we have that in our county. We have the MOVE 2030 Economic Development Resiliency Plan. We have our Sonoma Mendocino Economic Development District SEDS program. We have the strategic program from the county. All of those plans are significant when it comes to writing a grant. The second part of this equation, though, is having what is often deemed in a loose way shovel-ready projects. Um, but just to clarify what that means, it means having a lot of the bits and pieces in place. It might be having permits already established. It might be, uh, it might be having the, the uh, collaborators uh, in place to support whatever effort. And I'll use an example about this collaboration that I think is really important and probably you know, was one of the contributing factors to us being awarded the grant. Fort Bragg, after the Blue, uh, Blue Economy Symposium that they did, um, we formed a loose collective called the Noyo Ocean Collective. And this collective is uh, Mendocino College, City of Fort Bragg, West Center, the Harbor District, uh, Sherwood Band Pomo Indians, and um, probably forgetting one more, um, in the, the Harbor District, I think I mentioned that. Uh, anyway, this group got together, and again, it's a collective. What we've done is we've been meeting regularly to share and understand what each of us are doing and how we're contributing to the efforts of building up the blue economy in Fort Bragg and throughout the Mendocino coastline so that we can support each other when grant opportunities like this come up. That was in place. So having a number of these little things in place before you go dive into writing this grant, whatever the grant is, is really key. And I think it was it was one of the you know many elements that made us successfully get the award. 
maybe another way of putting it, Marian, it's maybe not so much about having endless meetings, but at least having partnerships established. Exactly. Yes. Though sometimes it feels like endless meetings. <laughs> okay. Um, and so that this is a great example, and and I know that your that West is pursuing other grants as they become available. Um, are there any other projects you want to highlight that have been funded so far, um, and or that are on the horizon? Well, um, you know, we were early adopters and uh, interested in uh, the Community Economic Resiliency Fund. A lot of people have heard us talk about SURF, uh, and this is a funding uh, program, again, through the state of California that is um, first phase. Phase one is about planning, and this is really focused on planning with a four-county community. They What they did in the SERP program is divided up into 13 regions. We, Mendocino, are part of the uh, uh, Redwood Coast region, which is Humboldt, Del Norte, Lake, and Mendocino. And again, it shows and highlights the importance of collaboration. Uh, the first phase is the planning phase, but the second phase is the implementation phase. And the implementation phase is really where the significant funds could come into our county for infrastructure. Marion, uh, just maybe it's not too important for most audience members, but I just want to point out that that four county group that you talked about, uh, mm -hmm. it's really in a lot of ways anchored at Humboldt because they have uh, a state designated um, kind of economic um, development agency that's attached to Humboldt, Cal Poly Humboldt. And mm -hmm. so they have some institutional support for staff that just doesn't exist at the same level in a place like Mendocino or Lake County. Isn't that true? That is, that is true. Um, and uh, I, I know that there is a lot of emphasis both on the fact that it is a uh, Cal Poly Humboldt is up there and that brings with it a lot of um, additional, you know, value. Um, but they've also been at their, economic development prioritization for a very long time. Um, I would say they created that prosperity network, which I think was definitely predates me, maybe it was about 10 or 15 years ago. So um, the success that I think Humboldt has had and the capacity that they have built, they've really built it over probably the last 20 years uh, pretty consistently. And you can, and I, I noticed that right away, especially when I first started to engage with them during the pandemic. Uh, their um, their sense of how they brought together prosperity for their uh, for their county um, was was really um, inspirational to to watch. Yeah, um, I think generally not without resources like the rest of us, but uh, but they've done a very good job. I mean, as a general comment, I would say it's 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 good for Mendocino County that we have Cal Poly Humboldt to the north and Sonoma State mm -hmm. to the south. It's just unfortunate that we don't happen to have our own university with the kind of staff support that that brings would be sort of institutional staffing um, to help us on economic development here in Mendocino County, but it's still to our advantage that they're on either side of us. Absolutely. And that's, uh, you know, one of the things that I think West has benefited from over the past year was being able to highlight the value that Mendocino has to both of those communities. I, I you know, I, I think that we, 
you know, we are a bit overwhelmed sometimes by both the size and uh, the funding that Humboldt and Sonoma has on either side of us. Uh, what we have tried to do is to showcase Mendocino's assets and Mendocino's contributions. Uh, you know, we have, uh, uh, you know, the coast and the region, as we just talked about with the economy, but inland, we have, you know, incredible uh, strength in our how we manage our forest systems. We have an incredible tourism agenda. People come to, I mean, we're really an anchor between those two. And I often, in my um, dealings with these, at sitting at these tables, want to always showcase the value that Mendocino has. And I think over time, you know, the county is putting one step, you know, one step at a time to try to build this economic development capacity for our county. And between what our county is doing and also the incredible um, work that the cities are trying to do on every aspect, um, these are hard times. Resources are limited. They're going to be. There's just that's just the nature of the of the way in the of the world, and also decisions that were made in the past. But we have to move forward, yeah. and that's where we are today. We have to move forward. We have to partner with successful entities, and we have to be seen as an important player in the regional economy, which indeed we are. And 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 on that point of constrained resources, at yesterday's board of supervisors meeting, we we did adopt next year's. Uh, budget it was the tightest budget i would say um from at least 11 years because for the first time in at least 11 years the in order to balance the budget uh we were we had a request from departments that was 20 million dollars above available mm -hmm. funding we had to pare that down and uh, and still use seven million dollars in one-time funds so uh, for the first time in 11 years at least the county is actually balancing its operational costs, its you know payroll, some of its payroll and utility bills, with one-time funding sources, which is you know again haven't done that in at least eleven years. The county, no pride in saying that, but that's what it took to balance this coming year's budget. So in spite of that, um, we were able to fund, you know I would say a very modest amount, one hundred fifty thousand dollars out of a four hundred twenty million dollar budget for economic development. And, um, you know, West will continue representing the county for the foreseeable future now um, with that very limited funding as the county's official designee on economic development. It's this is a very challenging time. There's no doubt about it. And and, you know, Mendocino is one of many of the rural regions that are struggling uh, with this. I you know, I want to applaud the county, you know, for for making those hard choices. And I think, you know, the Board of Supervisors as well as the department heads, you know, are all struggling with this. Um, you know, I, I hope that we at West will continue to bring value and uh, build that economic capacity agenda uh, going forward, but it is gonna take some time and a concerted effort. I think that it will be important um, with the limited funds that are available to really prioritize, really be strategic to not only define what our economic goals are, but and understand what we choose to go after, but how do we prioritize that? 
Um, exactly. There's, there's so many different ways to prioritize. I mean, I know. it could be based on the salaries of the jobs to be created. You know, um, I think a lot of people would probably argue that we do have an abundant, well, I would say an abundance of relatively low paying jobs. And so mm-hmm. how, how do we bring in jobs to this county or grow the jobs that we have in this county that pay higher wages? Um, so that would be an example of, of setting a priority, um, focusing first on the jobs that pay higher wages. But then on the other hand, you have other quality of life issues and people say, well, they need they need more they, they want great services. Um, maybe that's in a restaurant. Maybe that's in some other service-oriented business that improves the quality of life for people who are living here. So we still have to have those kind of vibrant services available, even if many of those jobs don't actually pay that much. So, you know, it's kind of a balancing act um, of, you know, what are, what are the various priorities uh, for economic development in, in a county? One of the things that, uh, and I think this was maybe um, two board meetings ago, or maybe three now, um, uh, Supervisor Haschek and uh, Supervisor Gordy brought to the table was uh, creating an official standing committee on economic development. And I think that was an important, um, you know, first step. uh, And hopefully uh, that committee, along with what I hope West can bring to the table is a big tent where we have many um, uh, groups coming together to try to do that hard work of prioritizing, you know, and and defining what the goals are. And, you know, not everything is, you know, I think everybody has to understand, not everything is going to be done at one time. It just, you can't do that. But you can have them, as I said at the beginning, have them in a plan, agree to that plan, and then step-by-step address how you're going to get this accomplished. And I think now that the county is where it's at, I hope that once those goals are defined and somewhat prioritized, that then what we do is we need to monitor that. We have to stay focused in a path. That's to, to me, and, you know, again, this is just my observation. I mean, I think that was one of the things if, and I, and I want to clarify here, I don't know the inside because I wasn't in Humboldt, but when I watch how Humboldt operates, you know, it was a very concerted effort of taking steps towards the goal. And so, like, what we see now is the benefit of doing that. But that took them over 10 years and more probably to get to some of those things, whether it's broadband or housing or wind energy or all the other things that a lot of people associate with the advancements that Humboldt is making. We could be doing that here, but it's going to take um, a a group effort uh, that wants to convene and collaborate to work on those things. Thanks, Marianne. So I want to uh, just say at the midway into the show, 930, that you are listening to KZUX. And I want to thank everyone who contributed during KZUX on-air fundraising drive last month. And um, thank you for your comments and suggestions. We did not reach our goal, um, but so it's important to meet our operating expenses. Please do your part to ensure KZUX is here for you by clicking on the red button on the online KZUX uh station and make a donation today if if that's possible for you 
So again, we're listening to Mendocino County Public Radio, KZOX, and um, uh, this is Citizen U. I'm your host here on the first Wednesday of the month and uh, on Citizen U. And today we're meeting with Marianne Petrio. She's the Executive Director of West Business Development Center, and it's um, officially designated by the county as its um, representative uh, for economic development, although with very modest funds from the county of Mendocino. Um, you're doing a tremendous amount of work. Uh, so maybe some other things you, that I think we wanted to t- touch on, um, and that was uh, some of the other issues that or things that have West has been working on. Um, you had your um, Central Latino West Startup Mendocino. There's a number of other initiatives that, that West has been working on. Maybe you could touch on some of those. Yeah, yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, and uh, just for your audience, too, this is, this is really around... Uh, specifically entrepreneurship and the importance of entrepreneurship. And uh, some of the listeners may recall when I first started, I focused a lot on the entrepreneurial mindset, you know, because there is a really unique mindset for those who want to grow, start, launch and grow their business. Um, it's a different way of thinking. It's it's just, um, and it has so, uh, the, the success of the entrepreneur has so much to do with the growth of the economy. And what um, what we developed was several programs. Uh, and again, uh, I'm gonna talk about these in order because uh, it's a sign of the times. The first program we developed was the um, what to do when disaster strikes specifically for um, businesses, because nine months into my tenure uh, was when the major fires happened in the fall of uh, I think it was 2017. And um, we received a grant from Wells Fargo at the time to develop and design a program that would really address uh, sort of the missing components that most small rural businesses had when a disaster, an epic disaster like a wildfire, um, strikes their community. Um, 40% of businesses after a disaster do not reopen their doors, according to FEMA. And so that's a huge challenge. And when you have, you know, um, a small rural community like ours, um, and you think about, you know, five businesses closing up in, you know, whether it's downtown Lakeville or Elk or uh, Westport, you know, that's a significant change. And we don't want to see that happen. So we designed a program uh, that is a workbook, a train-the-trainer model, as well as um, workshops um, specifically to complement what uh, federal and state organizations like FEMA do. Ours focuses on making sure that the business is prepared with the right kinds of insurance, making sure that the businesses are prepared to know where their employees are when communication goes down. Um, understanding their assets and making sure that all of their um, uh, work and files are in the cloud so that they aren't in just paper books and forms that could disappear in in the event of a a, certainly a wildfire and so that is um, that was the first program that we designed that was relevant and needed for the community the second uh, program was start at mendocino and again the launching of innovative businesses is what every community, you know, seeks to, to do, especially in their economic, it's one, always one part of their economic plan. 
And so our start at Mendocino was trying to design a business incubator, you know, created for this community. And um, our first year out, we did a lot around pitch competition and made it a very competitive um, uh, aspect. Some people might have attended that. It was very fun. It was at the um, uh, college, Mendocino College, and uh, it was quite an event. and we're very, that was 2019. And then we all know 2020 happened and that changed everything. That changed the way we interacted, the way we worked together, uh, the way we didn't work together, the way we didn't see each other. Businesses were closing left, right and center. And um, we had to pause on start at Mendocino, but we um, uh, reevaluated the needs of the community And we decided that the program needed to be a much more intensive uh, program to make sure that the ones who um, uh, participate in the program have the full depth and breadth of uh, business principles and practices to make their um, business survive. And what we added onto that is instead of the focus being competitive, the focus was now collaborative because one of the things we learned with the pandemic is when supplies chains disappear, your local community is where you go to find the answers. And so what we hope to do over time with Startup Mendocino is to build a cohort of businesses who are very strong and rely on each other as much as they rely on, of course, the outside world to benefit their their business and community. And then something that we have always uh, been working on but not formally created was how do we engage more with our Hispanic business community? Um, This is such a thriving and important uh, demographic to Mendocino County. Um, We have been circling that for a long time. And um, finally, we were able to find the funding and the resources to really establish it as a full-fledged program. This is a Spanish language business training program called Central Latino West. We now have a program manager, new program manager who has come on board in April, um, thanks to the funding that we've received from the state uh, to establish that. We're, we're very proud and we're seeing just tremendous growth in that arena. It's all Spanish language. Uh, training programs, as well as our advising programs. Um, And we're trying to make it designed by the community for the community and to meet their specific needs. So those are two, uh, three programs that um, now are stationary in, in the West portfolio. And I think that's a fantastic focus because, I mean, if anybody looks at the demographics of Mendocino County, on the whole, the county is getting to be older. People, well, generally people are living longer, but the um, average age of Mendocino County is, is is going up over time, and and um, and the people who are working in businesses are of working age, and so you, you look at a higher and higher percentage of people who are of working age in Mendocino County. Um, many of them do come from a Latino background, so I think it's you know perfectly logical for West to be you know trying to outreach specifically to people in that those communities. Um, I don't. I imagine your business advisors, uh, in their conversations with entrepreneurs, maybe referring people to websites or maybe to podcasts for information. And for any of our listeners here who are interested in in different aspects of business, the one that I would personally recommend that I think is just a fun listen 
is um, it's a Bloomberg podcast. It's about an hour long uh, conversation with an individual business person, uh, maybe the middle of their career, maybe the end. And it's called Masters of Business. And the May uh, 26 interview um, was, I think, really spot on with much of what West does in consulting with with um, entrepreneurs and people thinking of starting a business. And it it's specifically with this person named John Hope Bryant and on the subject of financial literacy. And, and one of the points he makes in, in his nonprofit that he has, which is largely in Atlanta and, and partly in Los Angeles, uh, but many other communities around the country is that if people who, if we could just raise the, the um, credit score of millions of Americans to, say 700 that that alone would probably um and improve their financial literacy in order to do that that they we would probably grow the gdp of the country by two or three percent so just the fact that there are so many people who struggle to make kind of sensible decisions (laughs) with their with their money and here starting a business is not just about making sensible decisions but knowing what pitfalls to avoid i mean it's much more complicated than just working for someone else um that there's there's so much that you could do to grow the economy if if people did not make um you know kind of errors that would hurt them in life um and allow them to thrive so i think that it just backs up that the work of west company a, a core a core part of what west company does um you know is proven out on a national level uh, so true and that is a great Great podcast. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about some other ones as well. But I think uh, the point that you make about building financial capacity, I would say my predecessors realized it, and I have continued this, is a core element of everything that we um, teach and educate our entrepreneurs on. Um, because there is so much to know about uh, managing your finances properly, uh, certainly for your business. Um, But I think the point that is made in that particular podcast is, you know, we shouldn't be doing that, you know, when you're starting a business, you know, at the age of what, 28 or 30 or 40 or even, you know, right out of college. We should be teaching financial capacity in our youth, in our grammar school ages, because the more uh, individuals can really understand um, how money works, relationship to money, how to how to manage it, how to use it, it, it just helps that individual grow in, and gives them the opportunities to do anything that they choose to do may choose to start a business, but you also may choose another path, and that's fine. But you really have, need to understand basic financial principles. And the younger that we can start educating, uh, all the better. Uh, Marianne, would you like to talk uh, a little bit more about um, your technical assistance services? This is an example of technical serv- assistance services. Um before we go Absolutely. on to other yeah, subjects. One, I, I was going to mention the other, so financial capacity is, is one that has been with us at West Center, but the other one that has really risen and become absolutely essential is digital literacy. Um, of course, that is tied to what we hope would be a, a dominant um, uh, goal is you know broadband 
you know, everywhere in our county because that's so essential. But uh, digital literacy for both our entrepreneurs and our residents is also very essential in, you know, the day in which we live. And, uh, you know, while it might have felt like a nice to have pre-pandemic, uh, post-pandemic, I think most people will agree that we cannot be doing the things that we're doing today without understanding how to use digital technologies to its its uh, full full advantage. Um, and uh, I really believe that uh, as a county embracing and understanding all the digital tools that are available to us will also really expand our economy. Remote workers are coming up and living in our county, in our community, individuals and youth who are graduating from high school and colleges in our county are using these digital tools there that enables them to stay with work and play in our county. Um, and so we have to uh, encourage that. Exactly. On that point, um, it wasn't all that many years ago where you physically had to be in attendance to take a community college class or a university class. And there now are so many more opportunities to take classes online, either through Mendocino College here locally or or a university elsewhere that just didn't exist a few years ago. Um, so there's educational opportunities for people who are out of school but want to go back to school, want to get, um, you know, polish up some skills for job training, or if they are seeking a degree and maybe they're, maybe they're high school students and they want to get a leg up, maybe get essentially a year's worth of college under their belt by the time they graduate from high school. Um, I think Supervisor Williams' daughter had about two years worth of of uh, higher ed by the time she graduated from Mendocino High School. So, um, so, so anyway, so I just think that these are opportunities that didn't exist a few years ago. I, I asked the audience, how many people did you know 20 years ago that were working remotely? Um, and, and how many people have you run across in the last couple of years who are working remotely? It, it's night and day, the difference. It's one of the reasons, um, so Laura Brooks is our training director, and uh, she designed a program, the ABCs of technology, and inside of that, what we've been doing is, I like to call it just-in-time learning, but it's workshops that highlight certain things, how to do Spotify, how to do Instagram, how to do, um, how to make PDFs, you know, I mean, any kind of aspect of technology, because a lot of times for people who aren't used to it, they get overwhelmed by the big picture. So we've broken it down into bite-sized workshops that we, again, and I encourage people to go to our website at westcenter.org and look at the workshops that we have coming up. Uh, and there's always something new. And we love to hear from the community about things that they'd like to learn and want to know about. Um, and whenever we can, we put that into our development program. Okay. Um, so I know that one of the sort of big topics that we have, or some of the big topics we have are, you know, water, needing to um, secure water for communities in our county. Uh, we obviously are, um, different people are working on trying to bring broadband in into parts of our communities that are that are not served by broadband currently. And, and then also just to ensure we have reliable, renewable energy. And uh, thankfully, on that front, we have uh, Sonoma Clean Power and, and others working on that. So are, are there areas of this that you wanted to touch on in, in the role that West Company has as the county's economic um, development um, agent? 
Well, I, I think you touched on three big issues. I know that uh, a lot of people uh, talk about housing, and I don't want to dismiss the importance of it. But uh, really, fundamentally, as we're thinking about our county and our economy, water, broadband, and protecting our electrical grid are are so essential. Uh, you know, as to you know, how could we not you know not be protecting and and, and expanding that. I, uh, I want to applaud um, and congratulate um, Fort Bragg. Uh, they're, they're about to launch a pilot program about you know, desalination and, and it, with an innovative approach to this. We must be looking at innovative approaches to secure our water, uh, to make sure that we do not have water shortages that we've had in the past. I'm grateful like everybody else for the rains that have come this past year, but we we are in, you know, climate change. Things are changing everywhere. I think broadband is something that nationally uh, is being addressed. And uh, and I hope that our county continues to secure the funds that they need to really make sure that um, access to broadband technologies is ubiquitous throughout the county. Um, there are funds right now that are coming down, and we should just make sure that we are front and center to be able to capture the funds that we need uh, so that we can expand it into all parts of the county uh, where it doesn't exist today. And, uh, you know, Sonoma Clean Power, as well as others, I mean, are talking about microgrids and, you know, issues around um, protecting that. I think the cities are, again, overall are doing a fabulous job. But um, things are changing all the time, and I want to make sure that we're securing the funds that we need to make sure that we, we don't fall behind on any one of these. Um, we want people to invest in Mendocino. We want people to believe in our county's uh, opportunities and advantage and advantages, not just for every resident, but every business in our county, um, people need to believe in what we have to offer. And we need to also be respectful for the assets that we do have. That's why we've moved really from a much more, um, what we're calling an extractive economy into a much more regenerative economy. And you will see not only our residents conscious of that and our organizations, but this is what state and federal funding is looking at is how are we being sustainable and conscientious to growth that that doesn't impact the environment, um, and that's the that's the agenda of the day across the board, not just in Mendocino County, but one that we have to be really really conscious of. And again, goes back into deciding on economic goals and economic prioritization is, um, and we can do it. You know, I, I've seen it. We have we have the people, we have the intelligence, we have the you know human capital here to do it. We just have to bring it all together and make it happen. Yeah, and for all the challenges we have living here in California, a lot of high cost of housing, all sorts of issues, more regulation than in, than in most places. Um, we we have a lot of assets in California, and and we're a part of California, and so mm -hmm. you know we have a climate that's among the best you know, we're among the best places in the world to live in terms of climate and, and natural beauty. And we do protect the environment in a place like California. So it, it is a place that people can feel that their investment in, in a home 
um, is likely to be preserved because they're unlikely to see something really horrible plop up next to them in a place like California, which does have environmental protections compared to some other parts of the country or, or other countries. So there, there's a there's a lot in favor of 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 here in California and and Mendocino County, and, and I think we we do need to remind ourselves sometimes of, of the advantages that we have. Uh, absolutely, uh, and we we do have to focus on that. And also, uh, the other thing I would say is the importance of collaborating. Um, I think every organization that works in our county has a role to play in the economy. You know, there isn't, it isn't just one player, you know, we're West is honored to help convene and consolidate and, and work to bring forth information to a broader community, but everyone has a role to play and it's a valuable role. We just have to help to prioritize and help to make sure that um, we're all kind of moving in the same direction so that we can move faster towards economic prosperity. That's that's really what we're what we're trying to do. And we also know that we operate with limited resources, but it can be done. Um, uh, and we're I you know I am hopeful that we are on the right path right now. And um, in the year ahead, uh, we're going to see significant changes to our economy. And um, and so hopefully you know, prosperity brought to the region as a whole. And clearly, I, hopefully nobody's um, thinking that for one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year from the county Mendocino, the West Company is going to be able to do everything, all all things economic for the whole county. Um, so a lot, even though a lot is being asked of it, it um, your, your group is not being expected to do everything. It's not possible. Um, I do want to just highlight. I, I believe that in addition to the to the Noyo grant, that that three million plus grant um, that West Company was a, a major factor in bringing in something like ten or more million dollars in grants. Are there some other grants that that West uh, recently participated in bringing into Mendocino County for economic development? Uh, well, the other ones that we cite is the Surf Grant. You know, the five million dollars that was awarded to the region. Um, a significant amount of money went to um, uh, NCO, which are now operating as the outreach um, uh, component of this. And I'm, I'm really pleased that it was a Mendocino organization that is part of this, um, the convener and fiscal agent for the SURF um, uh, award is up in Humboldt. So Mendocino is playing an active role in, um, in, in bringing those planning, uh, that planning grant to fruition. Um, and again, that's the first phase. The second phase is going to be the implementation grants, which we are going to be working very closely on to try to devise what project, what infrastructure projects we want to put into that plan here in Mendocino County. I think the other um, big award was really a significant change with our Sonoma Mendocino Economic Development District. Um, again, your audience may not realize, but that district was established in 2014. Um, and it was with a joint powers agreement between Sonoma and Mendocino to look at regional planning for its economic development and goals. Um, I became the chair uh, uh, late um, in 2021 and um, at that time, we had to restructure the, 
so that it was not one or the other county um, leading that effort, but more of a um, individual or autonomous board, the Sonoma Mendocino Economic Development District Board, which is the acronym is SMED, is now operating really as a change agent, I would say, for both Sonoma and Mendocino. And uh, by way of example, once we finally restructured it and had all the right district administration put into place, we are now looking at ways to do things within certain key sectors. And one of the first sectors that we are uh, researching is the agricultural community. We hosted a, a workshop uh, two weeks ago on uh, exploring the idea of developing uh, an ag tech innovation hub. What would that be? How would it work? What would be the um, community leaders that would be engaged in this hub? This is all the foundational work that is done before the grant is awarded uh, and before the grant is applied for. And so uh, I'm very excited about the potential that SMED has now to do more key work that has already been written in their SEDS, which is an economic development strategy plan for Sonoma and Mendocino. And so seeing some of those projects possibly come to fruition over the next three to five years is very, very exciting. And just, uh, just on that topic of, of the agricultural economy, you know, um, I, I think that initial planning is critical because there are already a number of different groups, many small, that are focused on the the economics, economics of the agricultural industry. Um, there are programs at North Coast Opportunity that are pretty small. There's the University of California Extension Farm Advisor. The county provides money to partially pay for that program, and the University of California pays for the rest. So they're already here in Mendocino County. So I think that in that example, I'm just imagining that part of the idea is to make sure, okay, what, what do we already have in place in Mendocino County and in Sonoma County? And how can we, if we were if we were to get a grant to expand those services, where are the gaps and where are the successes that could be built on if there was a little more funding? So I'm, rather than just sort of missing the fact that we may already have some of these services in place. Yeah, exactly. And those are the, the people that you just mentioned uh, were part of that workshop, the initial workshop. Uh, we actually hosted it down at the Hopland uh, Research Center. Um, and so, so these are the kinds of things. This is, you know, you know, economic development is really about bringing these groups together and having these kind of conversations and understanding what will work, what won't work, and um, what innovations we can we can make happen. Um, so it is the first first stage of that. And I think the agricultural uh, one is the right one to start, especially for both of those counties. All right, Marianne, well, we are into our last three minutes of the show. Um, any final comments before we wrap up this episode of Citizen U? Well, uh, you know, I speak on behalf for, you know, my team at West, as well as for, you know, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial community as a whole. Um, we are very honored to, to be working in Mendocino County and have a long and rich history uh, that showcases really the value of our entrepreneurs and what they have contributed to to the county over the years. Um, you know, we know that we play just one part 
of many parts as a whole um, in this county. And uh, it's a great honor to just be doing this work. And we look forward to continuing to do this and um, uh, bring prosperity to all. Well, I think the work of you and everybody else at West and and the partners, the business owners that are working with West, and and I'm I'm glad to see that the county is um, trying with its limited resources to um, partner both with your group and through the now what we have is a standing committee of two supervisors, Supervisor McGordy and Supervisor Hashak, who in public meetings um, work with your group and others to mm-hmm. to try to identify kind of the highest priorities. Um, that we could potentially fund through grants and and the county itself is developing um, I, what I see as a much stronger grants division than than it's mm-hmm. had ever and and so hopefully between your group seeking grants our own county grants division seeking grants that we could you know get more infrastructure on the ground that will that will help businesses grow we are now just about a minute away and i want to thank you marianne patrio from west development center for being here on citizen you and uh that's this is another episode of citizen you and uh thank I do, you. thanks and i do see a, a station announcement um I, and I, there were apparently animals found on the evening last night seven head of cattle and two bulls with horns two steer and three cows uh they were hanging out in a driveway though not fenced in at 8355 Cave Creek Road in Redwood Valley. So um, that was just an announcement that they have here at the station. Uh, when you live in a place like Mendocino County, you can have bulls and steer and cows on the road. So um, hopefully those uh, animals are finding their way back home safely here in Mendocino County and Redwood Valley. Uh, with that, uh, we're going to turn the studio over to um, Patrick Gomes for Interlude and uh, some variety of music here on KZWX, Mendocino County Public Radio. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.